On this day, commemoration of all the faithful departed, let's pray with a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Saint Luke. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But at daybreak, on the first day of the week, they, the women, took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were passing over this, behold, two men in dusting garments appeared to them. They were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. They said to them, Why do you seek the living one among the dead? He is not here, but he has been raised. Remember what he said to you while he was still in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified, and rise on the third day. And they remembered his words. The Gospel of the Lord. It is good to know how to recognize life's sorrows, to name them, to identify them, to know where they come from and where they lead us. There is no worse sorrow than that which is anonymous, that which we cannot identify. That sorrow is particularly terrible. It's worse than just feeling sad because we don't know what's happening to us. We all have a survival instinct that makes us need to feel well always, and that's natural, but often this instinct doesn't help us because it doesn't make allowances for us to feel badly in situations that are, by logic, extremely hard to bear, as in the loss of a loved one. Are you feeling sad today? Are you experiencing a deep sadness in your soul? because someone you love is no longer with you? It's alright to feel that way, although that may seem hard to hear. It's good and necessary to suffer for someone you love. Suffering means that you love and have life in your soul. Moments of sorrow are inevitable in life, even though nobody likes to go through them. Today we celebrate what we call in the Church the commemoration of all the faithful departed. If yesterday we rejoiced in the millions of saints who are in heaven with God, today we show in those who are on their way to heaven in that state of the soul which we traditionally called purgatory. Whether or not we have to pass through purgatory will depend on how we've lived our lives and the purpose of this state of the soul is to purify us. Purgatory sanctifies us by the Father so that we may reach His presence. In yesterday's Gospel, Jesus said, Happy are the pure in heart, because they will see God. The first thing I propose is that we think about the meaning of this day, because we believe in what we pray and celebrate. That is, when we pray something in the liturgy, in a popular devotion, when we express it with faith, it means that we believe in it. 
We don't just pray for the sake of praying. We don't pray just like that. We cannot pray and celebrate something in which we don't believe. That would be ridiculous. And conversely, we celebrate and we pray what we believe. Now we can ask ourselves, what do we believe? What does it mean that we pray for the dead? As I always say, we must avoid extremes. If at one time, historically, we've fallen into the drama of death, accentuating the suffering of purgatory and hell, we must also be careful not to fall into the other extreme that is so common today. Far from accentuating purgatory and hell, it seems as if all those who die are immediately canonized. Today, it's common to go to a wake or burial and to hear priests almost naturally say that the deceased is already in heaven or is already in the Father's house. If this were truly so, then what do we pray for the deceased every day at every Mass? What do we pray for today? What's the point? I bring this up so that we may think about it. The Church, as a family, has always taught and teaches that somehow, if we haven't lived holy lives, if we haven't lived the Beatitudes on earth fully, we will have to purify ourselves in order to see God. Not because God is bad and wants to punish us, but because in order to see something so great, we need to have a very big heart. And in order to have a very big heart, we have to prepare ourselves to let someone enlarge it for us if it was too small. This is what we believe in the Church when we talk about purgatory. In the end, purgatory isn't a place but a state of the soul, a necessary instance to be able to see God. That's why today's focus should be on the joy God gives us to be able to see Him, not in a place of punishment or torment, but in that opportunity that God Himself will give us to be able to see Him one day, face to face. Well, many souls are in this state and each of us has a relative or a loved one to pray for. Today the Church invites us to offer something of ourselves, the celebration of Mass, Confession and Holy Communion, in order to help a soul reach Heaven. In today's glimpses of the Gospel, I believe there is something that can help us think differently. The Gospel says that these men asked the women, Why do you seek the living among the dead? Jesus is alive. The resurrection of Jesus is what gives meaning to our life and our faith. Our dead are also alive. They are alive in a different way, but they are alive. They don't have their bodies anymore as they wait for the resurrection, but they are alive. Many times today, even among Catholics, we live death with too much drama, with too little faith. It's true that someone's pain at the loss of a loved one is sacred and must be respected, but it's also true that the Christian message has its foundation in a truth of life, in the certainty of hope and of total trust that Jesus conquered death and has opened the doors of eternity for us all to enjoy one day.
Today, let us pray for our dead, for our loved ones, but with a smile, knowing that they are alive. Let the sadness go away so that it slowly transforms into the joy that only the Spirit can give us. May we have a good day and may the blessings of our merciful God, the Father, Son and Holy Spirit descend upon our hearts and remain with us always. Thank you.